Hi, this is Alexa Johnson, host of American Pulse, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Daniel Naylor, who is considered an endangered runaway. Daniel went missing October 5, 1982, from Fremont, California. He would now be 33 years old, and he was born on June 23, 1968. He is white, 5 feet 9 inches, 140 pounds. He has blue eyes, brown hair. And when Daniel was last seen, he had braces on his teeth. If you know of Daniel Naylor's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOSS. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Daniel Naylor, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Do you love video games? I mean, do you love video games? Welcome to Game On, an insider's look at everything that has to do with video games and the gaming industry. Now, here are your players, or hosts, on Voice America Kids. Kids Network. I'm your host, Kate Foman. And I'm Matt Cardinal. And it's been a while. It's been a really long time. But we're uh, we're back. You know, November is probably um, going to be one of the biggest months in gaming history uh, this year because there's there were so, so much, many so releases. Much, so, don't get mad so if many. we don't cover the game. Yeah, because there's too I mean, but... we don't have all that much money. So, I mean. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we've, of course, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. We've got Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, Battlefield 3. And uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. I know it's kind of old, but we just got it. So <laughs> we'll throw that one in there for you. Yeah. Um, so let's start out with Modern Warfare 3. This has probably been the most anticipated game out of... E3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely... How do I, how do I explain this? It, it's the... If those of you who haven't really played Call of Duty, which I don't know who hasn't, but it's the finale to... Um, the Modern Warfare series, it finishes up the the storyline, which was left completely open after the second one. Yeah. And everyone got scared because of um, Infinity Ward. They were like, oh, they were we're like, going to get oh, their yeah. stuff together. Because they always oh, had financial, well, Infinity. not financial issues, just legal issues. Yeah. and then But they're they're back. They were a part of it with uh, Sledgehammer Games. And that I've... They I did, they, they good. They, 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 they did good. Off. They, they did pulled good. it off. Um, okay, so what do you think so far is the best thing about this game, Matt? Um, I really, well, I was a big fan of the campaign from the first Modern Warfare, so I'm, the campaign is definitely, like, a plus, and it's just, like, and people were kind of, like, skeptical, they were, like, um, what was, like, if they were gonna take the second game and, uh, transfer it over, like, the story, how it, how it's, when they were in the desert after you kill Shepard, and then if they were just gonna bring bring it right back in from the beginning, from the ending of that into the beginning of this one, and they did that, and they just right with the like story right, left off. It's like right, right after. It's right after. Really it. cool. So, and you're at the beginning with Soap after you rescue him. You're at the safe house, and action starts right from there. And the length was good too. It wasn't too short. wasn't too long. I didn't get tired with it. I'm not even done with it because I jumped right into multiplayer. And it's still challenging. Yeah, it it really is. Um, it depends what difficulty you put it on because I put it on like normal. Yeah. Because I like to go out there like 
and just shoot yeah. everything I see. Uh, but it's, it's um, it's definitely worth it's it's worth all your money. I mean, definitely. Uh, they have Call of Duty Elite. I haven't tried that out yet. Um, it's but mo- yeah, isn't that mostly just like a, just to connect? It's just like social. With, it's like a social like type a, thing. It's like Modern Warfare Three meets like Facebook. It's like a social networking thing for the game. Yeah, and it's a really cool way. Like if you're a really serious hardcore gamer to manage your team, make sure everybody's online at once. Yeah, if you want to go MLG, the Elite is a really good way yeah. to do that. It's really good. Um. See, like right now we're playing. Uh, we're playing. I don't. I'm not sure which mission this is, but uh, we're coming down here with gas masks, and I'm pretty sure I have to cross this little ledge. Um, you know, it's called Modern Warfare for a reason because it's it's a modern and it's in like cities, cities you would see every day. And um, there's and like de- yeah, it definitely focuses on the Modern Warfare uh, three with um, it. It basically is World War three, and yeah. it was the lead up to that in the second one, but it actually like other countries are actually getting involved and you get to play in different maps like that. So like France, Germany, England, Russia, and here in the U S. So just how things would appear if a world war three actually happened. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I I would say that if world war three happened, I'd be, I'd be really scared from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, anyway, apart from the campaign being just spectacular, the multiplayer just doesn't disappoint. It honestly, to me, I feel like it's so much like Modern Warfare 2 um, to where the same type of things will make you mad. If you don't like people who camp, then you probably are not going to like this game. Well, that's the thing. Like, they tried, Sledgehammer Games, they tried to make the maps less camper friendly. Yeah, and it, it is. It's they a did, lot they, more open. Yeah. Uh, so, there's, there, it, like, if you're in a building, you can't just camp in a corner. There's maybe, like, one building on one of the maps you can do that in. But the rest, like, each building has, like, three entryways. Like, they have an upstairs with multiple entryways. So it's like, you can't really camp unless you have multiple screens looking in different directions. But that's, that's one thing that they tried to reduce it. Like, they're still camping, but it's a lot less Yeah, it's it. a lot better. Uh, you still have noob tubes. Um, sorry, they're probably not going to ever get rid of that, to be honest with you. What about quickscoping is back. They oh, tried yeah. to get rid of that in Black Ops. People complained about it. They brought it back in Modern Warfare Three. It's like I, I, I was do just doing it, it a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, Cage was just doing it in the multiplayer. Um, but yeah, they brought it back. It's a favorite. I don't know. It makes kill cams more enjoyable. It, it's really, it's really cool, especially if you get the game winning kill and it's a quick scope because everybody thinks you're really cool. Yeah. But um, let's see. Uh, what, what, what's some new stuff in the multiplayer? New stuff. Uh, multiplayer. Uh, you're. They have a new um, kill streak where it's not actually a kill streak. It's um, it's called a specialty class. Oh yeah, the kill streaks. You you either get um the assault kill streaks, which will punish the enemy team. So like your typical um pavlo, um attack helicopter, sentry guns, stuff like that. With new kill streaks like strafe runs, um you get a juggernaut suit, which is pretty good. It's pretty awesome. And then so yes, yeah, just stuff like that. And then um uh, the support classes, which gives you UAVs, Blackbirds, well, not really Blackbirds, uh, an advanced UAV. A lot of recon. Um, a lot of recon stuff that helps your team to do better. Ballistic vests. And then, yeah, which just protects you from bullet damage. Those, those are stupid, though. Those, yeah, those are pretty dumb. They don't even work. But, um, and then the specialty uh, class is each time, like, say you get two kills, you it adds another perk to the three perks you already have. Yeah, it's that, honestly... Um, that one's for the kind of person that doesn't camp. <laughs> yeah, if that. you get kill streaks like out of like just all the time, 
then that's the class that you would want to have. Yeah, because definitely. The perks always help you. They always, and honestly, it's so helpful. Yeah. Like, uh, see, so for my specialty class, I have Assassin Pro lined up because that would be the first one I want to stay away from UAV and everything like that. I don't yeah, want to get noticed. But if you get like a couple more kill streaks, you can get quick draw, which yep. allows you to switch weapons faster. So and it just makes you really powerful. Fun. And there's a bonus you get at the end if you get all of them. And I'm not sure what it does. But I know it's awesome. It I think gets, it lets you keep them for the rest of the I think that's what it does. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Another thing they added was um, not only do you level up your character and your rank and everything, you rank up your guns. So, and, uh, yeah, yeah you, it's a wide variety, and that's how you unlock attachments, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's definitely it's something interesting. I mean, they got a lot of new things. Uh, but for those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to the Voice America Kids. The show is Game One. Uh, I'm your host, Cage Coleman. And I'm Matt Cardinal. And um, we're we're just getting into Modern Warfare 3, one of the biggest games of the year, probably the biggest game of the year. It's I don't I don't see any of my friends on Gears of War 3 anymore. It's oh yeah, it's pretty it's just pretty bad. really just this one. Modern Warfare Every 3, time I get pretty on, much. There's like yeah. 20 of my friends already on. And it's great. It's really fun to play if, if you have a lot of your buddies. Um, it's it's just a good party game. Yeah. It's a so good we got, um, hardcore game. Campaign, which again was amazing. Multiplayer. Didn't disappoint. They brought it back, which with stuff everyone loves, and of course with a lot of new things that no one really expected, and Spec Ops missions. Oh yeah, those are so cool. They they, they made them they yeah. made them really cool. Like they they brought they put Spec Ops missions in Modern Warfare Two, but they also added a new game mode called Survival, which brings back like the horror. zombie factor. So cool. Except there's not zombies. There are actual just waves of enemies with it with, and there's also attack helicopters. Um, juggernauts and you just have to fight yeah you just have to fight and helicopters and everything like that and you like uh, yeah. earn money through that and then that's how you buy weapons re- restore your ammo so it's like it's like zombies you gotta but... be good at it in order to like keep your money at a high you know rate but I just, it's it's a really fun game mode I'm really glad that they put that in there because people were like it's Modern Warfare 3 they're not gonna add the zombies it would have been cool if they had zombies but yeah they were like well the zombies is a Treyarch thing, so why not bring Branch bring off. some bring something different to the Modern Warfare series? And they did a really good job with that. Yeah, overall, this game, um, honestly, it's close to a perfect ten. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Um, I'd say uh, the negative things about this game, um, like I said, the multiplayer is the same yeah, general concept. Typical multiplayer it's stuff. Like, that anybody would get mad at. But yeah, I, I I think other than that, it's it's basically perfect within the series. It's so good. Yeah. it's the the storyline is great. There's this mission where it's like a, a we st- we're we're um uh, located in Arizona, so we get a lot of like dust storms and everything like that. And so they had this mission where they were like they were in like Africa, I think. Were they in Africa? Maybe I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I don't want to ruin it, but they're in like Africa or something like that. And um, this huge dust storm just comes in. And you can see it coming in, and then you end up having to fight in the dust storm. And I, I thought that was really, really cool, how they have the environment. It's just the just, setting and the environment. And, it's really cool. Which they really wanted to focus on with the different like venues that you're, not really venues, but countries that you're playing in. So I think that's a good... Uh, it, was, it was a really great addition. So yeah. overall, like I said, I'm, I'm going to give this game close to a 10. I'll say 9.5. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. There's, it has flaws, but very minimal. Definitely yeah. worth the buy, though. Um, and uh, on that note, we're gonna take a take a break. You're listening to Game On on the Voice America Kids Network. And I'm we'll be right back.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Game On on the Voice America Kids channel. Now that you're powered up and ready to rock, let's get back to the show. Thank you, and welcome back to Game On on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Cage Coleman. And I'm Matt Carter. And we just got done with Modern Warfare 3. I wish we could talk about it more. Yeah, definitely. Um, we might talk about it more at the end, but for now, um, we'll just leave it at that. But um, there's definitely, if you are here in Arizona, anywhere in Arizona, there's a nice tournament um, going to be held at Blockbuster on Ray and Dobson, who is also our sponsor. Um, and they're having a Modern Warfare 3 tournament. And I know there's a lot of people that signed up because I saw the list. Yeah, and don't even worry about um, Xbox or PS3. They're going to have two Xboxes there. They're going to have two PS3s there. So it's like you play it's on, gonna be awesome. on either one, like definitely show up. And it's going to be great. They have some great prizes. Um, I know they're going to have some great prizes. I know they're going to have food. They're going to have everything there. It's going to be a good time. So go check it out. Ray and Dobson in Chandler. Uh, we'll be there. And we'll interview you if you ask. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, if you have any questions about um, what time or anything like that, it's uh, this Saturday. Um, but if you have any other questions, then it's uh, voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Mention my name, uh, Cage, or Matt, and mention Game On, and then we'll tell you what it is. Definitely. Um, right. So after Modern Warfare 3, um, we're going to talk about Battlefield 3, which is probably Call of Duty's main competitor right yeah, now. Yeah. And I got both. And a lot of my friends didn't like get both. They either had Battlefield or had Modern Warfare Three. Yeah. And they everyone was asking me like, which one's better? Because they were debating on which one to get, even if they had one or the other or they didn't have any. So like, which one is better? Which one should I get? Really, I can't answer that because I thought that they were both amazing. 
Call of Duty, you can't go wrong with it because it's Call of Duty and you're really <laughs> familiar with it. So, of course, it's going to be a good buy and you're, you can't really go wrong with it. Uh, Battlefield, that series is doing really well after Bad Company, Bad Company 2, and then now this one. Um, it's a lot more, it's, I, I don't know, it's just different. Uh, if you're expecting just a regular first-person shooter where you just run around and start spraying everywhere and it's getting, Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's your that's Call of Duty. You want to get that. Uh, Battlefield is more based on your team, with, and it focuses more on a squad of four. And you and your squad, you need to work together with your squad and your team in order to win the objectives. It's kind of like a mix, like a perfect mix between Call of Duty and Flashpoint, the game we reviewed a long time Definitely, ago. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Because it's not too much, too crazy and wild like Call of Duty, but it's not too strategy type like exactly. Flashpoint. Yeah, and um, what I really loved about this game is the vehicle based um, oh, there's warfare. A lot of, there's a lot of vehicles. Um, and you unlock stuff for your classes. You're, you're only given four, just like Flashpoint. You have an Assault, Recon, um, Support, and then I really I don't even know. Sniper? The Recon is a Sniper. Recon Sniper. I don't know, but and you're given four classes, um, one with the the assault rifle, and then one has the SMG, and I don't really, I'll, I'll play it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying, okay. but uh, yeah, and then but anyway, you unlock stuff for your weapons, like you upgrade your weapons, just like in Modern Warfare Three, and also the kills you get in vehicles ranks up your vehicles and unlocks attachments for those vehicles. Like if you have a Humvee, you unlock different shells for the machine gun up top. You order like you can unlock armor for it. Uh, different tires, um, you can deploy smoke from it, and I don't know, it's just, a, I don't know, it's just different, I don't know really how to explain it. And you can tell, look at the, we're looking at the main menu right now, where uh, we have the game turned on, um, and honestly, I thought that that menu is way cooler than Modern Warfare 3's, yeah. just saying, just because it has a tanks in the background, it has a guy walking up with a gun, like he's cool, and uh, um, uh, he's yeah. about to, uh, Matt's about to start this campaign right now. Yeah, I'm about to start up. Battlefield 3. Um, I've, after playing through it again with the campaign between the two, um, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the campaign. Again, it's just different. And the graphics are amazing. EA did a really good job with it. Um, probably ranks up there with Crisis 2 with how good it was. Yeah, looks. Crisis 2 was really, really good. So if this compares to that, then it's got to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, the multiplayer. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play the multiplayer, but from what I've heard, because um, like a lot of my friends got this game, um, they they said it was a lot like the second one. Um, kind of the same thing that Modern Warfare Three did. Uh, they just kind of made it, you know, a lot like the the their the, the game before them. So definitely, they didn't want to change too much. Uh, but I hear the graphics got a huge, huge, huge update. And you know, Battlefield is known for their huge maps. So oh, if you like yeah. huge maps, that's then. one thing. Like I played Battlefield, obviously came out before Modern Warfare Three. That's one thing that it took me a lot longer to adjust to was how different the maps were in size, because one of the game modes in Battlefield is rush, and where you have to destroy two bomb sites, and then after you destroy those, you move on down the map to two new bomb sites, destroy those, move down the map to three to to two more, and it's just like it's just it. It's huge, and you get to wander the map, and it's just so realistic. And I think that's what really plays to the um, 
the uh, the vehicle based warfare in it, and I really loved how they did that. One thing that people were really excited for for the vehicles was they added the jet uh, into that. Jets are cool. Definitely, <laughs> jets and are really. Cool. What's really cool is everything in the ve- that you can do in a vehicle. You can do first person or third person, and with a jet, first person. <laughs> First person. First, first, first person. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, the jet, you start out with only the machine gun on it. Like, you don't get rockets. You have to, like, like level upgrade. it up to that. Level yeah, up. You have to upgrade that. I am so. I was so bad when I first started. I could not get a kill with the machine gun to save my life. But I was just like, okay, how can I get kills? Let's just... Like fly it into the ground and blow up tanks. That was <laughs> my only way that I could get kills with that. Um, one thing that bothered me about the multiplayer, though, is if you want to use the jet, like say in Rush or Conquest, Conquest you get two, Rush you only get the one. People camp on the load on your uh, on the runway <laughs> and then uh, wait for it to appear, and then they click on that real fast to spawn in it. That's the one thing because it's like, well, I want to. Fly in the jet. I want to fly in the jet. I want to fly in the jet, but <laughs> you're sitting here camping. But um, that reminds me of the old Battlefield, the 1943. Yeah. That, oh, that game was so fun. Yeah. Just, the maps were so huge, like huge, huge. You were playing on uh, places like Iwo Jima from you know the old wars, um, and they had like the the old hell the old little uh, planes that you could fly with the the gunners in them, and people would camp those too, do the exact same thing. Definitely, and, and that, that's what Battlefield's known for is their maps and. What people were telling me, like, well, if it's more vehicle-based, isn't that going to, like, take away from, you know, ground being, ground, ground patrols yeah. and, like, the, being the actual fighting. The actual fighting in it. And no, it does not. Because <laughs> usually vehicles are folk, more focused on other vehicles, and it's actually not that hard for ground troops to take out vehicles. It's just, you in a vehicle, you either need smoke or flares, but still, there's a way around that to take them down. Yep. And so, it's very evenly matched. Go get yourself a rocket launcher. Exactly. Just lock <laughs> on and fire. So Boom. It's really, it, and that's why where you have to work with your squad. If you, one of you fires a, uh, a rocket and the jet deploys flares, have one of your other teammates lock on fire. and fire another one because the jet yeah, still needs you wait to reload too long, the flares. Yeah, if you wait too long, then you kind of miss your chance. But yeah, it's just so like Modern Warfare 3. It's, it's very tactical, and the maps are huge, and it's just... And they really tried to make the multiplayer as similar to the campaign as possible because you can do certain like moves with your character or your gun or the way you melee people with your knife like in the campaign that, I you, hate can't, their that melee. you can't do. In, I don't like in melee. It. I love it. I do, I love so it. Dumb. Like, say, in, in the multiplayer, like, in Call of Duty, you just run up and it's a one-hit knife. Yeah, because that's what happens. The only way that you can do that in Battlefield is if you sneak up behind someone and it's a really brutal kill. Like, you cover their mouth, stab them in the chest or in the throat or something like that. It's just really graphic in the way, and they put so much detail into it, and... I That's unnecessary. Really I like how I like the swiftness of it because, you know, Call of Duty is really, really, really fast-paced. It's fast-paced, fast yeah. So, of course, they, they're going to do it like that. Um... But they uh, they did a really good job. I'm sitting here watching him play the campaign, and the graphics are really, really good. I see that right now. He's uh, he's fighting off some, uh, some dude on the train. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just blown away by the graphics. Like, really good job. I was actually debating. Yeah, I was debating because my friends were like, "You have to get it." So good. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune into Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Game On on the Voice America Kids channel. Now that you're powered up and ready to rock, let's get back to the show. Coleman. I'm Max Carson. And we just got done with Battlefield 3 and Modern Warfare 3. And uh, both of them got really good ratings. And on to the next one, Assassin's Creed Revelations. I cannot even explain how excited I was for this game to come out because I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series um, ever since the first one. And then they just, they just keep getting better, I feel. Like the storyline, like... They add so much history into the games and just actually reliving that through, like, I know it's fictional, like, characters and everything, but some of the events going on in the storyline are completely real, and they're adding this story into real events, and I just thought that was genius with what they did with that. Um, Revelations is the fourth game in the Assassin's Creed series. There was Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, where Ezio... Uh, where you're playing as Ezio rather than Altair in the first one. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which was like a sequel to Assassin's Creed 2. And now Revelations is not only a sequel to uh, Brotherhood, but it's also tying in um, the rest of the games with Altair from the first one, hence Revelations. Um, After playing Brotherhood, I got really into that story, and then the ending just freaked me out because I'm like, you cannot end a game that way because of how open it was, which made people, including me, want Revelations just so much more. Um, I got It was released on the 15th. It was, what was that, a couple of days ago, or was it like yesterday? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday it came out. I picked it up. Um... 
And it starts off with the main character, Desmond, who is the one that's reliving the memories of Altair and Ezio. Um, he's trapped within the Animus, the machine that allows him to relive the memories. So, And it all ties into how Brotherhood ended, which I'm not going to spoil for anyone who hasn't played it. So you start off as Desmond, you go back, and then Ezio, who is older now, he's wiser, he's got a new robe, it's not all white. So I don't know, it just looks so much cooler than... But isn't that with, like, any new game when, like, okay, Kingdom Hearts, when wow. when Kingdom Hearts 3D comes out, uh, he's got some new clothes, and I was like, wow, awesome, because his old clothes didn't even fit him. That makes sense. All right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the white robe is sick, but this one is pretty cool. It's like a... A brown, like a dark, like a navy blue. It's like a poop brown. It's not cool at all. It's not cool. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, the trailer is really cool. cool. The trailer is really cool. cool. I got really excited when I saw that trailer. But um, the whole revelations part is Desmond going through um, Ezio through the story to finish up his sequences and memories, and also Altair from the first game is leaving Desmond and Ezio clues on how to solve, like, what is going on within the story. I really can't talk about it without, like... That's what I'm saying. Without giving and, yeah, we don't, we don't want to ruin it. And honestly, me, I, uh, I played the first one because, you know, I've heard about it. I heard it was really cool, and I wanted to get into the franchise. But I just... I played the first one, and I kid you not, I fell asleep while playing. In the middle of the day, I was wide awake. You know, came home, I'm going to play some video games, put on Assassin's Creed. This was a while ago, back when I was in, uh, yeah. like, a sophomore, maybe, in high school, maybe a freshman. And um, I'm playing, and I just fall asleep, because it was that repetitive. That's, that's one of the things with, so the, repetitive. with the first one, because it's like, yeah, it I've heard the first new. one's bad. I heard the first it, one's the bad. First one was, the first one was good, but they focused way too much on, well, it's, a, it's basically you're playing the game for the story, and they focused way too much on that rather than actually playing the game. So there was yeah. too many cutscenes, too much dialogue. It lost players. And that's one thing where it's like, well, I don't want to play it if I can't really, you know, you know, assassinate people. That's Yeah. Well, that's sooner or later, I'll probably end up buying it just because I want to get into the franchise because all I hear is good things. But I do hear that um, the first one is the, be- the worst one. Definitely. If you're going to, going to start within, either do some research on the first Assassin's Creed then pick up Assassin's Creed 2, then Brotherhood, then Revelations. Because I re- it really starts picking up when you play the second Assassin's Creed. So Ezio's story is where everything just takes off. Like, it brings you in with Altair, and then how Desmond gets started with going into the Animus and learning about his ancestry. But when you get past that, things just start really picking up with the action with Assassin's Creed 2, then Brotherhood, and then here with Revelations. What I really like about Assassin's Creed, um, uh, even though I don't typically like, I don't like the game in general, but that's just because of the first one. Like, I'm sure this one is really, really good. But um, I, I was a huge Prince of Persia fan, and a lot of the uh, the mechanics of Prince of Persia are in Assassin's Creed, and uh, I just think I think that's pretty amazing, like that they do that without making it too much like the other one. Exactly, and it's really cool. Like, I like running up walls. Who doesn't? Like, you're just doing parkour. Like, you know, and, forget gravity. Yeah. That doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, in, uh, in Brotherhood, it focused on Ezio and forming the Brotherhood. He became the lead assassin of the Brotherhood in Rome. And that's strictly where you played the game was in Rome. And in this game, uh, it transfers to Constantinople. 
which is like during the whole like empire and their rise and everything. Um, it it's like I was talking about Brotherhood before, like probably on our first show, and um, how Rome they made it basically Rome, like it was huge, and it took you forever if you wanted to uh, run all the way across the entire uh, map, but uh, and. Seriously, Constantinople in Revelations is probably ten times bigger. It's big. It's really big. And uh, with uh, the single-player campaign, I really like that um, you're learning new moves because they're basically telling you in Constantinople, the entire like country or city, wherever it is, I think it's a city, um, is filled with other assassins, and they're teaching you their ways while you're teaching, while you are teaching them yours. So everyone is, all the assassins are sticking together within this city trying to fight off uh, the empire that's trying to rise within... It's like Star Wars. Basically. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, there's, the graphics are better. And, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, they, they took something that was in uh, the new Batman game where during the fight scenes, they slow it down. And they do that in this game, like when you're going for a final kill, like when you're in a group of no, enemies, that's always cool. It slows it down. You flip over an enemy and then like stab him. In you the know, throat ninja and status and and, just, and it's just triple backflip. It's ridiculous how like and again these games are getting so detailed in that. I think that's what draws me into it. With yeah, honestly, slow motion. If the game has slow motion, I'm gonna probably gonna buy it. Yeah, <laughs> and just because it's that good. The moves in uh, and the combos in Brotherhood were amazing, and I think this game tops it, like no doubt. Um, also, it brought back multiplayer that it had in Brotherhood with two new game modes. Like I think one's like a capture the flag, and the other one's like a like a defending game. I'm not really sure. There's also like unlocks if you pre-ordered the game, you get the Vlad the Imperial Sword, and then a multiplayer character with new maps and everything and maybe another bonus mission in the campaign but how is the multiplayer i i really enjoy it people are like it's too slow like people like and that's another thing if you don't like camping <laughs> that's one of the things like assassin's creed multiplayer is basically a really intense game of hide and seek because you <laughs> have a character and you're trying to blend in with the crowd while trying to hunt down the person you're trying to assassinate while other people are trying to assassinate you so you have to stay hidden while being deadly. And I think that's what it's it's a really tactical approach to it. That's crazy. So and again you get perks, you get to enhance your character and there's the I think there's like 15 characters you can choose from in the multiplayer. So it's like it's really wide range, you get to level up and it's just I just think it's really fun game mode. It's different. Diff it's, it's, different. it's different. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Assassin's Creed series, like I, I was a huge fan of the multiplayer. So I really suggest picking it up and like getting into it because I love this series. Yeah, I'll definitely probably end up getting into it, starting with the first one, be beating that one. Cause I, I just remember I got bored. I got bored of jumping off buildings, uh, riding horses. It's, it's yeah, and like I said before, it's just like if you don't want to, like if you're hearing us talk about how boring the first one was, like just Wikipedia, read it. Just like read yeah, the online, synopsis. Read read how how the game was, like how it ended, the storyline, and then go into the second one because that's where things actually start getting really awesome. Is when mm -hmm. Desmond starts reliving the memories of Ezio. So, just I just I suggest start off with the second one. That's just me though. All right, well, uh, what are you going to give this game? 
Um, I'm going to go with the same thing with Call of Duty and Battlefield, <laughs> a 9.5. I, I can't give it a rating because I haven't even played it. So uh, just to be fair, I won't give it a rating. I'll say it looks good, though. I'll say I'll, 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 I'll agree with Matt that it definitely um, is um, worth checking into. Definitely, definitely check it out. Definitely worth it. So yeah, We're going to yeah. take uh, one last break. Uh, you're listening to Voice American Kids. Show is game one. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Game On on the Voice America Kids channel. Now that you're powered up and ready to rock, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Game On. Kids Network. I'm your host, Cage Coleman. And I'm Matt Carson. And uh, we just got done talking about, uh, what was it? It was Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Wow. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Revelations, uh, Modern Warfare 3, and Battlefield. All of them got high ratings because all of them are good and all of them are worth checking into. Um, the last game we're going to talk about is a bit old, but I'm also going to talk about something a bit new, too. Um, so, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I felt, felt I should review it, even though the new one just came out. Um, it's a... Uh, Honestly, I, the last Spider-Man game I played was uh, like Spider-Man Three, when that came out. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, this, this game is stupid. I don't like this. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but Spider-Man version. Um, that was just the second one too. Yeah, it's it's pretty much that's how it is. But um, this game is kind of cool. It um, adds a new twist uh, because you have four different Spider-Mans that are in four different time periods. So Spider-Man, we're back in the old days, like. Um, when uh, drug lords and everything like that were, and mafia, like, all of that was huge. Like, back when um, uh, the Prohibition um, uh, law was in, was in uh, act, then he, he was, like, 
he talked like the uh, those people and he acted like those people and he's like a more like uh, a shadow type of Spider-Man. It's pretty cool. Then you have the modern Spider-Man. You have a futuristic Spider-Man who's really cool, really like lightning fast and everything like that. They all have different powers. And you got one more Spider-Man who's just like the Venom type Spider-Man. And um, all of them are really cool. All of them are different. And uh, all of them have different like voice actors. And I thought that was pretty cool too. Uh, so the first thing with this game is what what's the coolest thing about this game? Um, the I really fact, don't know, I didn't play yeah, it. Matt didn't get to play it, so. so I'll just be over here throwing my two cents in. Uh, now. Um, the the coolest thing about this uh, uh, this game is probably the fact that um, <laughs> the Spider Man's they switch like uh, they switch every level. Um, I think it would have been uh, cooler to switch it like in between levels, but I can see how that would get hectic and you wouldn't be able to tell which one's which, and. Uh, I think that um, this game, this game's environments, they kind of went everywhere. They didn't stay in just a city. They had different environments. It's really, really cool. Uh, one, probably the biggest negative about this game is uh, camera angles are pretty bad. Um, That's not... Yeah, not it's really never good. It's yeah. like an action-adventure game. You have terrible camera angles. It's like, it's not a good combination. That The combat isn't really... It's like It's like a hack and slash, but you don't have a sword. So it's like a punch and kick. Um, I guess that's what you call it. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, Spider-Man games are known for their side quests. Did they really, like, utilize that? Um, they didn't. That's the thing. There's Wow. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of free roam. They completely changed it up. Oh, that's lame. That's the one reason I would want to play it. Yeah, um, you know, usually you get to chill in, like, New York. I think it's in New York. It's in New York, right? Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, in, in New York. And, um, you don't get to do that in this one. But, hey, uh, the, Coolest thing about this is the intro video. <laughs> it's probably the coolest thing about this. Just um, get it for the video. Yeah, just get it for the intro video. No, the cutscenes are really, really cool. Uh, I didn't get a chance to beat it, so I don't know the ending. Uh, I'm sure it was good, though. Um, but I think that's all I'm going to say for that game, because um, I want to talk about Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that came out Tuesday. Uh, it's another one that I came out with... Uh, what did it come out with? What came out Tuesday? Uh, Assassin's Creed came out Tuesday, Halo Anniversary came out Tuesday, and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, Halo Anniversary is really good. You guys need to check that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, basically, it's a remake of the first one. Uh, they updated the graphics by a lot, and I mean a lot. They updated them to uh, 360 graphics, and um, you get a new multiplayer, new everything. And what's really cool about it is the fact that you can switch from the old graphics to the new, like with the press of a button. It's so cool. Um, it's probably, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, I know that Square Enix is doing a remake of Final Fantasy X, and I don't know if they're going to do the same type of thing, but uh, I just hope they, they stay with like the new graphics because that would be really awesome. Um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is definitely worth the $40. I do hate the fact that they came out with a new game, like... Not even, not even like seven months after the uh, yeah. uh, game came out. But honestly, with the amount of things they changed, they realized that there were huge things wrong with their game, and they changed them. They changed all of them. So are, wait, so it's not just a game add-on. It's like a completely new. It's game a completely new disc. Oh, it's okay. a new disc. Forty dollars. Um, I wish they would have had some kind of bonus for the people who have bought the game before. Yeah. Um, but they don't, and that that kind of upsets me because I bought the game the day it came out, and it was sixty dollars. And 
So altogether, after I buy uh, this game, it's going to be $100 that I've spent. So I think I deserve something. Definitely. Yeah. But um, it's really cool. So many characters. Um, I want to try out Rocket Raccoon and the guy from AC Tourney. Uh, Rocket Raccoon mainly just because he's really small and he has a rocket and he's rocket a raccoon. raccoon. Yeah. I think he's on Capcom. Probably. Yeah. Because yeah, like I don't think yeah. Marvel has Rocket Raccoon. Um, but Virgil. Virgil is so good in this game. He's really good. Dante's twin brother from Devil May Cry. Just a really good uh, character. He's really fast like him. It's a really cool game to check out. Um, the biggest thing about this, they added spectating mode, finally, because... Oh, that's that's legit. Yeah, because they, they didn't have it in uh, the the first one, and people were like, really? Because they have it in Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, all of that. They have it in that, but they decided, oh, no, we're not going to put it in Marvelous Capcom 3, because we want you to, you know, buy a disc later, because that's cool. Um, it comes with new costumes for everybody. Um, if you reserved it at certain like GameStop or something like that, you get new costumes for certain people. Um, I've heard that um, Mega Man is a possible DLC uh, character, but I've also it's heard that they time. might not they might not put him in there and instead just have a Zero costume that looks like Mega Man. Tell me that's not the dumbest thing you've ever heard no, in your life. No, I want Mega Man. Yeah, I don't know how do you not put Mega Man in that game? You'd All rather right. put Modok, but you wouldn't put Mega Man. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Nothing to do with the big head. Yeah, it's a floating head. Well, he's he just has a really big head. Um, I also like they changed. They didn't only just add characters and change everything like that. They updated the graphics so that they're more crisp. They uh, what else did they do? Um, I don't really know, dude. Like you're a big more of a fan of that than they, I. Am. Uh, like, really, I don't like care if Mega Man's in it. <laughs> they um. They updated the graphics. They changed a lot of characters' moves. Like, Ryu, or Ryu is actually how you're supposed to say it, can do, like, four Hadoukens in a row, like, really, really fast. And I can tell that's going to be annoying. Super Super spam. Yeah, Um, for real. And now his his level one hyper, his Shinku Hadouken, can, can, like, bounce off walls, so there's no escaping. There's no dodging. You can't dodge, no. (laughs) So um, I'm interested to see how how people are going to use that. Um... It's one thing that's probably going to be a flaw in the game is just you can't stop spammers. Yeah, it's just... you can't. And honestly, um, there's a really good chance that somebody who spams randomly can beat somebody who's really, really good. Probably me because I, I button spam. <laughs> I don't know. I'm usually, I'm more of a Tekken. People actually yeah, consider that Calibur. a technique. Soul Calibur's fun. Um, oh, Soul Calibur Five. Soul Calibur Five's coming out. That's oh, coming yeah. out. Oh, um, and speaking of Assassin's Creed, Ezio is uh, just announced that he's going to be a character in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Soul Calibur, I saw that, yeah. Ezio's going to be a character. Ezio's going to be a character. That's going to be interesting. So, I just think that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. They're known for putting, uh, uh, you know, uh, having cameos. Um, And they've had stuff like Yoda, uh, Darth Vader, The Apprentice. Um, Now Ezio, they've had Link. They had Link on the GameCube. They had Spawn. I remember that. And, um... They had one more per- Hihachi from Tekken. Oh yeah, that's who it was. I remember, man. Hihachi's already. I feel a good old. Favorite. Gosh, just know. that game. That game came out so long ago. The GameCube. It was just fun though. Yeah, um, Sonic Generations. That game came out. Um, it's actually really cool. I thought it'd be really lame because like, who wants to play another Sonic game? There's like 20 of them. But uh, honestly, it was really cool to switch from 2D to 3D graphics like that. That's really awesome. That's a- good job, Sega. Good job. Exactly. 
Um, Uncharted 3, we we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it, but we'll definitely have that for the next show, hopefully. Okay. I don't want to make any promises. Um, yeah, and I'm going to try and get my hands on Skyrim, because I know everyone yeah. was like, nerding out over it, and they're saying like, it's so amazing, so I'm... I'm looking forward to play it. So me too. I actually, I want to see. I hated Oblivion just because I don't know. I'm I'm a Final Fantasy hardcore mega ultra super hyper twenty three uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy guy. So uh, I don't really like Skyrim or Oblivion. What is the other one? Like Skyrim reminds me of. It's the one where it's like. Um, it's not really like uh, RPG. Oh, uh, the the one where you shoot, or is it Fallout? Or no, no, no not Fallout. I'm talking about. It's another like swords and like swords. Uh, is it it's another two game. worlds? No, it's supposed to be like really hard. Dark Souls. There we go. Dark Souls. Yeah. I can't even think of that. I'm actually afraid to get it because we were like, it's so hard, and it's like the game. Ad- eh. If you don't expect something that's like repetitive, so I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, anyway, I want to talk about it, but it's like, yeah, whatever. we'll have we'll have a lot more games next for the next time. show. There's a lot more games to talk about. Exactly. So. Until then, thank you for listening. Uh, you're listening to Game One on the Voice America Kids Network. Um, I'm Cage Coleman. And I'm Matt Cardinal. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll have uh, footage from the tournament. Thanks for listening to Game On. Your hosts play again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go enjoy a good game.